there, my name is HW. And thank you so much for watching Tone Juggy TV. What? This is the podcast. See, I'm feeling sluggish this morning. Feeling a little sluggish this morning. Largely took the weekend off, but it's Monday morning. I'll get this up on a Monday, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, here we go. I woke up today and I thought, HW, what do you have to do today? Well, you still have to profile the world. That's on every day's to-do list. You've got some great amps out there. You're having an incredible Tone Junkie sale. It's the stupidest value we've ever offered. And you've got to go talk to the podcast. All right, you miss them. And I was like, you know what? I just want to hang out with the podcast this morning. And let's just do the thing that we do. And that's have a conversation about whatever is on I almost said our mind, but it's really my mind, isn't it? I mean, when's the last time you brought up a topic, huh? Slacking. Can you contribute a little more to the podcast, please? <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Drinking some coffee. So, I I have an urge this week, I think, to call up Michael Britt and we got to do some live content together. I think that's what we need to do this week. Uh, HW and Michael Bray doing some live content. We need to do a live Kemper show special thing. I mean, it's been like eight weeks since we had a Kemper show episode because we can't get together and do them. So we need to do like a live thing. We need to do it. I also need to clean my desk. You know, sometimes your mind goes to what's right in front of you. What's literally right in front of me is a messy desk. I just got like some string wrappers and there's some batteries. I see a couple loose pedals. There's a bunch of picks. There's like two power supplies. I have no idea what those go to. There's a string cheese wrapper because keto. And, uh, you know, here we are. Here we are on a Monday morning and my wife is calling me. And My wife is calling me. Hang on. We'll edit this out. Would you look at that? We now edit the Tone Junkie podcast. I'm back. I mean, that's how fast that call was. And uh, my wife just scheduled for me in about an hour and 45 minutes uh, a COVID-19 antibody test. So we're going to go see if we've had it and uh, if we've been asymptomatic. And uh, we had a little bout with something in March. She got she got pretty sick. I didn't really get, and I, I got nothing. And uh, so we're going to see if that was COVID-19 because there's antibody testing uh, about a mile from my house. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Someone's going to take my blood. They're going to look in, they're going to test for antibodies, midichlorians, and tone, probably. They're going to look at their, they're going to put it under their microscope and go, Mr. W, some of you are laughing, Mr. W, do you own many vintage amps? Because there's a lot of tone in this blood. And I'm going to go, yeah, well, I'm pretty much immune to bad tone. Look for those antibodies. That's right. Look for those antibodies. All right, let's get into the news. HW's got some news to share with everybody. Uh, first up, I, you know, I just want to go, I just, I, I like, I want to do start doing like some news on the podcast, commenting on it, things I have thoughts about, and then maybe we get into some Kemper stuff, and then we do some Ask HW kinds of things on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so let's try to do all those things, you know? Uh, first up in the news, um, 
Tom uh, Bukovac, who uh, a lot of people know as... Um, it's funny, there's another guy who has the reputation as greatest guitar player in Nashville, but it's almost like a joke. Not that he's not, but it's just a joke that, like, he's so good, but everyone knows that's a silly thing to call anyone, right? So, um, but Tom, Tom Bukovec is, is known, ever since I moved to Nashville, I have heard the name Tom Bukovec. I've never met Tom. Uh, but obviously Tom's been on a million recordings. Uh, I almost did a YouTube video a couple weeks ago called the best YouTube channel you're not watching, which was going to be, um, which was going to say Tone Drinker TV. But, uh, right after that is Tom Bukovec's channel. Tom is doing some homeschooling stuff, some, um, uh, some COVID, some quarantine, stuff. I mean, he just, he basically started a YouTube channel, uh, laying out some knowledge and it's him in his garage, just playing vintage amps and vintage guitars. And it's great. And you should watch it. But Tom got out there and, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, Tom, Tom knows Michael Britt. So he, I know he knows people have a Kemper, so I'm sure he's tried a Kemper. I don't perceive Tom to be the type of person who would have a negative opinion of something and and and, and be a prude and not try it. You know what I'm saying? He um, he uh, he seems like a guy who would try anything because he several times has pointed out pieces of gear. Um, he he several times has pointed out pieces of gear that are not as valuable, but he thinks maybe are better. For example, the less valuable P90 non-reverse Firebirds or reverse fire. I always get confused which one's reverse and non-reverse. They both look backwards to me, you know? Um, But he kind of pointed out, you know, hey, I, I think these guitars are kind of better than those. And a lot of people overlook them. You know, so I just, as I've watched his channel and I love his stuff, I've gleaned, okay, here's a guy who really, who really makes decision with his ears, not, not so much with his, you know, with, uh, with a stick up, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? He seems like a good dude. Seems like a good dude. I'd love to meet Tom. Also, another reason I really like Tom, we both, I mean, we both are on YouTube and stuff, blah, 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 but, um, we both have had our children interrupt our content. And then we don't edit it out because I don't know. It's just this is it's just real. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, well, this is I'm just being me, you know? So maybe one day we'll get a we'll get the HW and Tom uh Bukovec interview, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll convert I'll buy him a shirt that says uh Kemper Lover. Okay, but here's what Tom said. Apparently, and I'm I'm getting this uh he said uh uh, or basically, okay, okay, okay. This is not, this is maybe not, but basically there was a thing about, uh, one day we'll look back on this era and people will be playing Kempers, uh, uh, and we'll look back at ourselves and it'll be like looking back at ourselves wearing acid wash jeans in the eighties. Well, acid wash jeans are back. Um, also now, so are acid wash. If you're on TikTok, acid wash sweatsuits, white sweatsuits with like dye thrown on them are hundreds of dollars on the internet right now there's basically all first of all you can't make them yourself you cannot because if you go try to buy a white women's sweatsuit right now anywhere or gray or whatever i guarantee you they're sold out challenge me on this go find it if you find it i actually have a couple business customers 
uh, at my dad's work who are trying to source them. So if you find them, please let me know because they will pay uh, money and because uh, they want to die on themselves because the basically what's happening is all these girls on TikTok started buying them up. There's a run on white sweatsuits, and these are usually the cuter kinds. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they usually have a, um, you know, elastic on the on the bottom. Sometimes they're mid cut already, or they're just the loosey flowy ones. It's not. It's not. You know, and, and it can be a crew neck, but you know, they're just doing little cuts to them, making them better, making them kind of a, a cuter, girly type of thing. You know what I mean? And uh, it's it's a little juvenile is what I mean by cute. Um, I'm 33 years old, okay? I don't call women I'm attracted to cute anymore. Um, so I just want to not be misunderstood there. But there's this sort of like, you know, uh, TikTok-y, you know, uh, throw dye on everything. And it's like, look at my look at my cool outfit now, you know, that I made at home. And But it's like this. It's like, it's the attitude's like, oh, this? I just made it at home. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? <laughs> Oh, this? I just made it at home, and you're watching it through this highly choreographed dance that took me like 30 takes, and now I'm posting. But (laughs) just cash. We're all just cash. (laughs) But the um, why did why did that have to do with Tom Tom Boogie? Oh, okay, because it's back in. So I want to give you the HW quote, and I left this on the Facebook group on the Kemper PNW Facebook group. Which, by the way, we got another Facebook group to talk about today. So I'm going to give you the HW quote because I basically fixed Tom's quote. Um, And here's my quote. One day we'll listen back at this era of people playing Kempers and we won't hear a difference at all. I mean, I think that's genius. I mean, after this podcast, I'm going to call Shelly, who does a bunch of graphic stuff for Tone Junkie. And I'm going to say, Shelly, I need some pictures of HW on like a pink background with this as the quote. And, uh, And that'll be that. And I want to start circulating that because, look... I respect people's opinions um, so much as uh, as their opinions are not wrong, right? But, but now, listen, I can respect why someone might think that. I can respect the parallel they're going to draw and say, like in this case, yeah, acid genes, we look back, everything. Look, thick eyebrows are a thing I was just telling my wife literally last night because I'm watching a video. I'm watching a video. Uh, uh, it was a manscaped video because I was like, "Hey, look, should I buy that?" You know, anyway, too much information. No, I'm kidding. that was a joke. That was a joke because I've started making manscaped jokes on that because these commercials are everywhere. I don't know if they're everywhere for you. They're everywhere for me. Manscaped has been targeting me for years. I think there's some Facebook algorithm that like is taking my beard into account, and they're like, "That guy's hairy for sure." And <laughs> no, but listen, um, the the. Uh, and I've completely lost my train of thought. No, I haven't. I, I I get it. I get it. And and I was just telling my wife, thick eyebrows are a thing that I think is going to date all these photos, right? Because there's a lot of people um, wearing fairly classic garments and, um, you know, they're not being overly uh, trendy at the moment, but the thick eyebrow is going to jump out at us because later the thin eyebrow will come back in. And... Um, and, you know, the thick eyebrow is often paired right now with a brighter lipstick. I don't know if you've noticed that. But uh, those are going to be telltale signs of early early 22 aughts. Does that make sense? 2020s. It'll be the early 20s. That's what I meant to say. The early 2020s. That will be the telltale sign. And, um, you know, I mean, it'll be like, look, like Puff Daddy wearing baggy, you know, shiny clothing. You know, those emergency blanket clothing. 
dancing inside a cheese grater with mace. You know, this is this, these were music videos of the late 90s, right? Um, so, mm, mm, coffee. I got back on the Stoke train, by the way, with some iced coffee. I've been doing this thing because I've been cheating on keto, so I just jumped back on. And so the last like three days I've been doing this thing where I just drink coffee all day until dinner. All day until dinner. You want to know a real life hack? This is a real life hack. When you feel like you need to master some more things in your life, really get control over some more things, completely attacking what you eat immediately gives you so much willpower, I think. If you can just fight off a little hunger and a little desire to eat some chips or some crackers or whatever, and you just drink that coffee and drink that coffee, you know what tastes disgusting at that point? The coffee. But you know what? You know what tastes good? The willpower. Just knowing that you're just, you can just do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, not like, oh, I can do whatever I want, so I'm going to eat this and eat this and eat this and eat this. That's not a person doing whatever they want. That's a person, like, compulsively trying to hide their real feelings about uh, healthcare in the United States. No, no, about whatever. I don't know about Tom Bukovec's quote. I don't know. They're in pain, though. You see what I'm saying? That's not a person in control. But you just, you just, you just master one thing in your life and it bleeds over. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And I say master. I mean, just win for a couple days like a million bucks a million bucks uncle willie that's right uncle willie you, you drinking a coffee today coffee. i got that chicory in my coffee i got that cafe du monde coffee with the chicory in there mm. where'd you get that louisiana jonathan i live in louisiana i know it's amazing you come here for the podcast all the time okay chicory chicory in the coffee Cafe Du Monde coffee. If you haven't had those beignets, you got to go do that when this whole when this whole COVID thing's over. But what I would say to this is is this: is Look, you can't hear the difference now, so you won't hear the difference then. Now we will look back at the Kemper at one point and go, "How did we use that interface? Look at that screen. It doesn't even." Have, but we kind of do that now. But there'll be some next version of the Kemper that will have touch screen and a better display, and it'll do more. And I'm 100% convinced of that because um, they've already uh, look, guys. If they move the Kemper to a complete plug-in and then they just come out with another unit that basically runs an OS and that plug-in, I mean, wouldn't that work? Because they're already building the editor, they're already building the interface. Now they're just gonna they're just gonna make the tech work in the back. Uh, and I know that's a big undertaking, but trust me, there's an evolution of this product that never goes away. Profiling's not going anywhere. And look at me. You don't think I gave this a lot of thought? And like sent an email or two, asked a couple questions when I said, I think I'm going to go make this my job. You don't think that I, in the back of my head, think about strategies. You know, there's a reason I'm getting more into IRs. There's a reason I'm going to have IRs coming out at the end of the week. Because I'm building the second, the second uh, tranche of tone library content. And it'll build just like this. And one day you'll be like, HW, is that that Kemper and IR guy? Whereas now you're like, HW, isn't that Kemper and floral guy? I mean, I'll still be wearing floral, but I think it just might be overshadowed a little bit. So to wrap up the Tom thing, uh, I disagree. I just disagree. I think Tom's an amazing player. Uh, I, every time I watch his YouTube channel, he just blows my mind with what he's putting up there. And then, and then here's the thing. 
there's all this incredible gear in the background, and he totally, like, nonchalantly is like, oh, that was just a, just a TV front twin. I was not worried about whatever. It's like, what? Bro, it's like a 20, 30K amp behind you. I mean, it depends on the condition it's in. But it could be that much. It could be that much. But usually those guys like Tom, they're players. So they usually don't have collector-grade vintage gear. They got a lot of great gear. And at one point, you know, someone convinced them like, hey, we got to repair this old vintage amp so it sounds better. So they usually have incredible sounding vintage gear. But, you know, it's not always all original or whatever. And look. Isn't that better? Isn't it better to have something in the hands of artists, you know? I mean, one of the saddest things out there, it's like one of the most saddest and beautiful things is like, are you familiar with um, the Stradivari Messiah? It's a violin, you see, and it is the most expensive violin, and it lives in the Louvre, I believe. And, you know, um, the two most famous uh, violin makers are obviously Antonio Stradivari and Giuseppe Guarnari. And Guanari, 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 I can't, yeah, Guanari. And um, there's all sorts of really, really amazing tales about those violins that were made at a certain period of time when they were able to get wood out of a place called the Forest of the Violins, which is the most desirable wood in the world for music instrument building. Even now, they are able to take some wood out of that forest, but there's something believed because, look, they they can copy all of the... Um, they can copy all of the techniques used by uh, Guanari and Stradivari, but there's something about the wood aging even further, even though this wood is still old, but there's something about once you chop the tree down and it begins to dry out. These are incredibly old instruments. They're also, they think there could have been something about the trees at that time, the ones that were cut down and how they might change over time. It's not known, but basically these are the greatest violins ever to be made. They will probably never be made again. Uh, we don't know. We don't know. But violins from just a couple hundred years later, people swear, are not quite as Stradivari, Guanavari, kind of uh, uh, Stradivari, Gu- uh, Giuseppe Guanici, Gu- Gu- Guanari, Guanari, Stradivari, I don't know. How am I, I'm mixing up these names now. Anyway, you can go Google it. But, um, you know, someone had this one really famous violin, and a lot of these violins are owned by collectors. They go up in value, and they are lent out to some of the greatest players in the world. So the greatest players in the world don't can't own their own instruments. They they own their own instruments, but the ones they choose to play in the most prestigious stages in the world are these loaned instruments because they're from a period of time which uh, the violins have become so valuable they just can't they can't really they can't help themselves. So. Um, we end up now then with, um, a situation where people are saying, well, the more we play these violins, the more they, they destroy themselves. There's no, there's a limited number of notes that they will play, a limited number of hours that they will resonate sound before they break down. And so how do we preserve this for future generations? And so one person upon their death donated a very rare violin, which was called the Messiah to, I believe it's to Louvre, and they donated it with this one condition. It was a violin worth many, many millions of dollars, and it was given for free and for the love of music and instrument and history preservation. It was given with with the caveat that the condition of preserve this instrument, here it is, 
You may have it for free, but it must never be played again. And so it it has sat in a case. It has been cared for, maintained, restored, cleaned, and uh, uh, lubricated, oiled, you know, so the wood, is as it continues to dry, dries well. But um, it is never to be played again. And so it... And so there goes in a debate. Is it a violin? Is it still an instrument? If it has, if it in a way has breathed its last breath, it has spoken its last note. And to produce a sound is its function. In some ways, we, we destroyed the Messiah. But in some ways... The Messiah lives forever. Hmm. I just caught what I was saying out loud there for a moment. I guess, in a way, it is both equally true that the Messiah has died, that the Messiah is still with us, that the Messiah is never going to leave. It is forevermore. Eternal, almost. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's food for thought. You know, if something has a purpose, and is made for a purpose, and no longer achieves such purpose... If a tree falls in a forest and no one is there to hear it, did it make a sound? Well, we've talked about what is sound. Sound exists in the mind. Sound is a thought. Sound is a brainwave. Sound is a brainwave more than it is a sound wave. Because sound just moves around. I mean, I get that it's a thing outside of you, but it's not perceived, enjoyed. Our perception is we've never perceived sound except through our mechanism, which converts it to a brainwave that tells us something about it, gives us a sensation, a feeling. So we, we have perceived it, but my point is we, we I'm being loose with my words here, we, um, we, sounds in the mind is what I'm saying, just like a lot of other things are in the mind. Just like when you close your eyes, it all disappears. When you listen to a Kemper recording today, you don't hear a difference at all. And in 20 years, you won't hear a difference at all. And it'll look a little bit silly, sure, one day. Uh, but actually, I think the Kemper will always look cool. Because it doesn't look dated. The Helix already looks a little dated. And to me, the Helix looks gimmicky, to be honest with you. The Axe looks like an engineer designed it. The Helix looks like uh, uh, designers were let loose on it for the function of it. Uh, but it already looks a little silly. You know, with the bit with the Helix logo and stuff, that's all going to look dated. The Kemper looks like an engineer. The Kemper looks like an old oscilloscope, you know? The Kemper, look like a, in the way studio gear both looks modern uh, and it looks uh, uh, kind of timeless, it's, uh, it, it's one of those things that just looks a certain way. It definitely borrows from a certain period of time. But it's like, um, you know, it's like a light bulb. You don't look at it and go, oh my gosh, a light bulb. You, you, this thing was in the, I mean, it's looked the same since the 1800s. No, it's just a light bulb to us. It's, it's a ubiquitous. 
The Kemper looks like a weird sort of sci-fi spaceship, you know? It's like Star Wars in a galaxy long, long ago, far, far, far away, and a long time ago, a long time ago, sorry, sorry, don't get mad at me, a long time ago, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Whew, that was tough. You know, it's like it's futuristic, but it's also like, it's also like, don't they have phones or like the internet? They didn't, they didn't bother to invent that. They have flying ships. They didn't figure out how to like use a satellite for the internet. They didn't like democratize communication. They can like, they can like light speed travel, but they didn't, and they can send messages really far, but like people can't. There they've got like staticky walkie-talkie, you know what I'm saying, right? So I think the Kemper's going to look like that. It's going to look like the Strat. The Stratocaster at the time it was made looks very looked very futuristic. It doesn't look dated now. It still looks like timeless, like kind of futuristic, but kind of we're so used to it now. It doesn't look dated or old like an old hollow body does. So... I don't know. That's just my thought. In other news, murder hornets. This is the media right now. Okay. This is the media. The media is saying things like this. If coronavirus doesn't get you, murder hornets will. Subscribe now for 99 cents a month to find out how to stay alive. And then it's like, no, I'll just close this. Like, no, I don't want to subscribe. And then it's like, bloop. Sorry. Half this article is no longer visible. The half where we get to what you should do about it because you're just reading a preview version. This is literally how the New York Times is operating today, which is fine with me, uh, whatever. Uh, but my gosh, I mean, can we just go in our backyards, on our decks, on our porches without the media trying to tell us there's something new that's here to kill us? Murder hornets? Look, I read the articles. These things are bad news. But let's just go kill them, okay? Let's just get some poison and go kill them. All right, this isn't COVID-19. Can we just can we just go get rid of them, please? Can we just develop a pesticide and go just screw the environment? We don't want murder hornets killing every all the bees. Murder hornets. Uh, then I saw this other article about Hitler bees, and uh, that was bad news. All these little bees running around, uh, you know, and they've got this plan. They think they're the superior bee race. And then uh, genocide beetles. They, um, you know, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to, you know, uh, they're trying to just destroy all the, all the other type of beetles. And uh, they're doing it in mass number. Now, you can hear the sarcasm in my voice. I'm obviously kidding. There's no such thing as a Hitler bee or a genocide beetle. But you get what I'm saying. Murder hornet? How did we get this name? And we made this name up. This is It has a Japanese name. But no, they got here. Someone in the media was like, oh, there's this new larger bee? Oh my gosh, it's huge. It's a hornet, and it, it, it like it it can eat bees, and like half a dozen of them can just like take out a beehive. Wow, this is gonna mess up like bees and stuff, and we need the bees right now. So that's not good. 
oh, wow, and they sting people, and they have, like, venom that stings people, and, like, half a dozen stings could be deadly? That's really bad. Uh, wow. Okay, well, let me write an article. Okay, now time to take it to the editor. You take it to the editor. The editor's like, this is good. This is really going to be good. But what'd you call these? They're called uh, food, Fuji Bees. That's what the Japanese call it. Fuji Bees. I'm making this up. Editor's like, no, no. No one's going to read. If you thought... No one's going to read like, have you heard of Fuji Bees? People think that's like an apple. Like a new Apple Bees chain. You know? No, no. We need a better name. Listen, we got a lot of people worried about dying or something right now. We need, we need to... How are we going to top this? What's the new headline? How are we going to top this? Trump, Trump decides only way to to stop COVID-19, nuke America. Nah, not believable. Okay, no, no, we won't do that. Uh, how about uh, 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 Kim Jong-un uh, is dead? No, that didn't pan out. We're not going to do that. Okay. Okay, I got it. I got it. Let's tell everyone these bees will kill them for sure by next week. I mean, that seems a little far-fetched. Yeah, I know, but... Uh, you know, we need something urgent, urgent, you know? Someone's like, oh, well, what about, what, what if we didn't run the B story? You know, there's a story about this this guy who's murdering people during the COVID-19. That's it. Just put them together. What? But the guy, the guy who's killing people, he's murdering people, put it together with the bees. You want us to report that he's killing people with bees? No, of course not. That's ridiculous. I want you to call these things murder hornets and say they're definitely going to kill everyone. <laughs> you know, they can sting through bee suits and they can do all this stuff. It's just like, look, I don't care at this moment if the murder hornets are exaggerated, not exaggerated, under-exaggerated. Give me a break, okay? Just give me a break. All right? If you haven't noticed... I don't want to, I don't want to get, I don't want to get into the, if you hadn't noticed, I think the rally's over. There's a lot of people doing technical, technical analysis saying, and here we go. You know, the market uh, is reflective of what, not what the, not what the, the market is not reflective of what's happening in the economy. That's why people always get caught up in this. Well, how, how can the market be going up? If, if everything's going worse, it's because the market doesn't reflect what's going on in the economy. The market reflects what investors think is going to happen in the economy. And they think we're going to be opening up and getting better. And we also did another thing to the stock market that was inadvertent in this whole thing. When we sent everyone home and it took them out of their jobs, it, all, it, it pushed them onto Robinhood and Webull and eToro and all of these places. There's a bunch of people just retail trading in the market right now. They're just adding. Robinhood says it's daily trade volume up 300% per day. People are home with nothing to do, so they've decided to be investors. They're like, oh yeah, I'm home, nothing to do. The market's up, the market's down. I'm in. I'm getting in that. Let me in that. So there you go. And I'm feeling it too. I got a couple long positions. Oh, my American airline position has fallen below my my average cost. 
Thank you, Warren Buffett, for selling all your stake. I, I, uh, I still believe in mine. Um, yeah, in case you didn't know, Buffett, here's the last piece of news. Buffett dropped all his airline stock, and now the stock has gone down. But, you know, this is when you just dollar cost average your way down. You really do. Uh, because, because what else can you do? What else can you do? I don't think these airlines are going under. I really don't. But I could be wrong. But I don't have a ton in there. I, mean, I got very little. I'm very much in cash. Because I believe this. I don't know what's going to happen. I do not know what's going to happen. And that, my friends, is the real thing. We don't know what's going to happen. All right, enough with the news. Let's talk about the Kemper for a minute. Trying out these new ISP Stealth Power Amps. And so far, they sound really good. I'm about to go do a proper direct A-B test. And then I think we're going to start selling them through British Audio. And when I say we, I mean they just asked me for the thumbs up. I'm not making anything on these. I'll always tell you what I'm making stuff on because I want you to know when I recommend stuff, what my relationship is with people. So full disclosure, and it's hard to do that in a video uh, and let people know, but I think everyone can figure out the Tone Junkie Loaded Kemper. I get a little kickback from that. And I think it's well-deserved. I talked about this on the last podcast. Um, I make less money selling an everything pack through the Tone Junkie Loaded Kemper than I do through just selling an everything pack. But... um, but at the end of the day, I look at that as if someone had, if I've converted my, I've see, I've sold a lot of Kempers, right? And so uh, I believe I may have sold more Kempers than anybody. And what I mean by that is I think more people have watched my content and decided to get a Kemper because I get that message constantly, 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 constantly all the time. So what that means is I then need to figure out uh, for me, I think, well, if that's happening, I need to figure out a way to uh, make some money off the when that happens. And so I don't want to become a Kemper distributor. I thought about that. I, I had a one small conversation where I said, what would you think of a private dealer who has maybe five Kempers set up in their home and they do like a boutique sort of uh, vintage guitars, high-end vintage amps and Kempers? You know, that could be interesting. That could be a really interesting thing. Uh, and so, but, but ultimately, I didn't want to tie up the cash. You know, uh, I've been in a business before that was very, that was capital intensive. That was a lot of shipping, a lot of doing all these things. And my gosh, I just don't enjoy that that much. You know, I really love what I get to do now, which is make videos, put them right on YouTube, do podcasts, interact with people. It's all digital. It's all digital download. It's all good. And you can do a small thing can support a person doing it. And so, uh, whereas the other way, you need a lot of cash. And when you don't have the cash, you're limited on the inventory you can buy, and then you're limited on how much you can make. And so it's a slow, slow, slow build. And that's why a lot of, you know, you always hear things like, well, uh, a store, when you open a store, you shouldn't expect to make money for three years. Why? Well, because you have to take all the money and put it back into inventory if you're going to grow the business at all, because you want the business to grow, right? But you need to buy inventory ahead of sales. So any money you make on sales has to go back into inventory because you think you're going to keep selling that amount or sell more. Once you cover the overhead, it's like you don't have much left. Anything you got really is put back in inventory so you can do more sales next month, right? Just to move in the right direction. You can't take any money out. If anything, when companies grow too much, they require more cash to go in, 
right? Growing companies have not a lot of cash. That's why the best dividend stocks are all, are always old blue chip companies. Old blue chips. They ain't growing fast. They got a lot of cash. It's hard to go from a billion dollars to two billion dollars. That's tough. It's easy to go from a thousand bucks to two thousand bucks. You know, you literally can just knock on one more door and there you go. So full disclosure, I don't make any money on these stealth power amps that we might be offering. Uh, um, but I just decided I wanted to start, uh, I, I got to know the guys at British Audio. Kemper introduced us. They said there, there could be a thing here. And I said, hey, what do you, and they said to me, what do you think? I saw Michael Britt was doing a, a loaded Kemper. And they said, what do you think about doing this? And I said, that sounds cool. And we struck up a friendship and we're, we're good. I get all my amps repaired there now. They're incredible amp techs there. Um, and they don't even, I mean, look, I mean, they don't do that for free. I pay for that. I pay for that. They do give me free rushes. You know, so they, 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 they do my stuff. They try to move it up, to, up as though I paid them for a rush. So I appreciate that. I, I you know, really, really appreciate that. Um, but, uh, and I, I, I buy stuff there, you know, and, uh, and it's been great. And, um, I did a video, I did a video on the Kemper cabs and man, I was going to buy those things. And I ended up recommending people buy them from British audio. If you're going to get one and, um, and uh, I get you know they sold they sold a bunch of them and that was great and Shane said hey my, those cabs those two cabs my gift to you thank you so much that video I sold out of cabs bought another lot almost sold out of those so and I think a lot of, and I could see a lot of people were coming from the video so thanks for putting the link we're glad and thank you for mentioning British Audio when you're recommending the Kemper cab but look I recommend the Kemper cab no matter where you buy it. You know, I'm just saying if you need them, I know some good guys. They're right here. I like to support them. They're my buddies. There you go. And he gave me two free cabs. I, I, I greatly, greatly appreciate that. Greatly, greatly appreciate that. So, um, uh, yeah, I, 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 he gave me a cab or he gave me two cabs and, um, and I recommended him in that video. I guess that's a fair trade. I'm just doing full disclosure here because why not? You know what I mean? And then, um, but I've bought all my Kempers, like even my stage, I bought the stage, you know, my Kemper stage, I bought that. Um, I mean, he gave me a good deal on it. Um, I think he, I think what he did was he gave it to me and had I, had I sold a Tone Junkie Loaded Kemper, you know, had a Tone Junkie Loaded Kemper been sold, he, he gave me that money off basically. And then I think the tax or so, I, I don't really know what he did, but, um, you know, it was, I think it was over cost. So, um, which I, I, but I really appreciate the hookup. I really appreciate the hookup. So anyway, all that to say, when I recommend British audio, it's cause they're my buddies. They're my friends. Uh, we've got a good working relationship. We work together on Tone Jagged Loaded Kempers. Uh, they've been nice enough to give me a couple cabs. I bought all my Kempers. Uh, and, uh, there we go. That's, that's the, that's the relationship. I really like those guys. And, um, and uh, they sent me these power amps, so I'm going to test these out, let them know what I think, and they might start carrying them. And that's going to be really cool because what I hope they can offer, and I told them they should offer this, they need to bundle together, and we can do like a bundle together, Tone Junkie Loaded Kemper, uh, that comes with like another level of stuff. Like if you want to get the, the ultimate Kemper bundle, you know, do like the Tone Junkie Loaded stage with like a stealth stereo power amp. That then feeds two cabs in stereo. How much would it be to just get a, like an ultimate Kemper setup, which is a video I'm going to do. Ultimate Kemper setup. You know, that'd be awesome. Uh, but, you know, um, you know, anyway, that's that. That's that. Hey, I got to shout some people out. 
All right, we're 40 minutes in. I didn't shout anybody out yet, but I got to shout out Lauren because Lauren's been listening to the podcast and I answered her question last time. And Lauren, someone, someone that we both know has a special message for you. Okay? Someone wants to tell you something. Lauren! Lauren Zagawilly! Lauren Zagawilly, take a little bit of a I'm out of even my chicory. Check away my coffee. I don't like have it on my own. Yeah. Lauren. Lauren, this COVID-19 ain't real. Lauren, that government is trying to get on you. Uncle Willie, please, come on, come on, come on. Come on, man. We talked about this. We're not going to, we're not going to, no conspiracy theory. Lauren, the birds aren't real. They're drones. The government killed all the birds in the 1970s. and they put them Those are drones out there. Uncle Willie, chill out, man. Chill. Johnny, we gotta let the people know. Tell Laura right now the birds aren't real. No, no, please. We have this. We can't. This is. We're gonna get like red flagged as like a conspiracy podcast or something. This is not what we're doing. Okay. Just eat your boudin. All right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Lauren, thanks for thanks for listening. I wanted to shout you out on the uh, on the Tone Drinking Podcast and Uncle Willie too. Uncle Willie. He wanted to uh, to let you know also. And, uh, yeah. So, um, oh, man. Oh, man. I'm really just excited for the future of this. This uh, I, I want to get these, these power amps checked out for sure. Now, someone had a question for me about stereo and the, and the Kemper. And uh, I wanted to answer this. This is from Dave. And he said, HW, uh, how can I run if the Kemper power amp is mono? How can I run stereo cabs like you've been suggesting? And I did suggest that in a couple of Facebook posts. So, Dave, this is a little Ask HW, although I'm not going to do this as a video one. So, this will be an unnumbered Ask HW, just part of the podcast. Ask HW on the podcast, where we're going to go, Dave, listen, man. Um, what you need to do, what you got to remember is there's an extra monitor out on the stage. And I think you can actually do a stereo monitored out on the other units as well. You have to assign the other output to be a left and right monitor out, I think. But there's, yeah, that's right. But there's two monitor outs on the stage. So what you need to do is um, you need to, you, you can use the built-in Kemper power amp and then you need to come out of there into another power amp. And that is why I'm looking at these ISP Stealth um, stealth power amp pros, uh, or this is the pro one cause it's stereo, but there's a, there's an ultra light and there's a pro because the pro one is stereo. If you're, so what you need to do is then go into here and then have this thing drive the cab and that's going to work. That's going to work well. And I got it right here and I'm excited about it. I'm just going to open this while I'm sitting right here. Um, because I haven't opened this one, I opened the ultralight one, but today I got to try the stereo one, and uh, yeah, I mean, dude, this thing is going to be, this thing's going to be great, um, channel one, channel two, channel one, channel two, or you can have mono, and you get one level, so we're not even like dealing with multiple levels, it's just a single individual power, this is, this is going to be great, and um, uh, the, the, now the ultralight one sounded really good to me, uh, I haven't tried the stereo, but I am about to try it out when I get back from this COVID-19 test. So that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So Dave, you got to get a power amp, buddy. 
get a power amp. But I think here's the thing. If you do get a power amp, you can put together one of the best. Like I'm really about to do the video Ultimate Kemper Setup. What I think the Ultimate Kemper Setup is with um, the stereo cabs and stuff and doing all that. And uh, I'm excited about that. And uh, we'll, we'll see... We'll see what we we'll see what we come up with. I'm excited to get two cabs going stereo, so I can have my left and right and amp in the room kind of sound. And to be honest with you, I just really like the FR FR sound of those cabs. That's probably my favorite. I dig the speaker imprints, but I also like the just plug and play, and I love the way that cab sounds. I swear it sounds better than everything else. It, like that's just my opinion. I swear it sounds better than everything else. So go with that. Go with that. And go with God. I've been HW. Thank you so much for listening to Tone Drinking Podcast. We got a bunch of good stuff coming up this week. Bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of good stuff coming up this week. Yes. Hopefully some IRs. Maybe, 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 maybe a new thing we've never done before. The sale is still on. It's still good. I got to go get texted for this, uh, for this, um, for this thing, for this bug, this virus, man. Hopefully I don't get attacked by any murder hornets because apparently they're just waiting at my door to kill me. And uh, But I'm going to go see, did HW get the coronavirus? Did HW get great tone? HW has great tone. HW knows tone. Thank you so much for listening to the Tone Jiggy Podcast. HW, out.